You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy hump day. We've got a great show lined up for you. And normally I'd be the one telling you that, right? I'd be the one pretty certain of it and delivering the message. But the message got delivered to me today by our guest, Jared Greenberg. Last night, that dude, who's super talented, was doing sideline work for TNT at the Buck Celtics game, he got a little extra work, and I don't think he gets extra pay for the overtime because it went to overtime. And this morning he was up, and I don't know what time. I think it's one in the morning. I'm not sure, and it just hit me with, "I got it. I'm coming with something. I got some info for your listeners." So that's exciting. One hour from now, let's go. I'm excited. I've got some info for you too. CNBA power rankings. The thing Adam Silver definitely doesn't lose sleep over. Or maybe he does. Maybe he sits there and just waits. What's Ryder think? I got a phone number for you if you want to call. 855-212-4CBS. I have an example of how to be a great quarterback away from the field when you're talented and young and have a pending negotiation or leverage for your contract. Jalen Hurts tells you how to do it. And I'm not saying that, you know, Lamar Jackson should study it pretty aggressively to see how you're supposed to go about making your money and building the winner. I'm just saying, yeah, I am saying that. Pay attention, bro. We'll get into that later in the show. Uh, buy or sell's coming up with, with D-Cell, where it always is. I've got a secret weapon in the NBA. A secret weapon. I love the secret weapon term. So It's so clear. It's well-defined. There's an NBA contender with a player who's a difference maker that we don't pay enough attention to on... The big stage yesterday. We're going to get into that. And um, I was going to try to figure out here on the show, and, and sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, if you want to hit me up, how to bring up, I got, I play tennis a lot, as I bring up sometimes, and I'm usually pretty good. I got destroyed yesterday. I got humiliated. A guy beat me 6-0 in the first set. A large part of my manhood, or whatever shreds remained, are gone. There's some on a tennis court about four miles from here. I got to go later and see if I can find them and tape them back together, just to be the semblance of a real man. And the guy had, like, I'm going to tell in 20 minutes, but it definitely felt like he was talking smack. And I was thinking how to bring it up, and then Juju helped me. And he, he sent a valentine. <laughs> so mean, to the Eagles. So we're just going to get into, I'm going to get Bogish and, and D-Cell's perspective on talking smack. Because I might have gotten a little aggressive with the guy. Might have gotten a little aggressive. It happens. We'll get into that. The holding joke is pretty good. We'll get that for you, too, on the Valentine. I think Derek Carr, so Derek Carr's a free agent now, was released yesterday by the Raiders, so they didn't have to pay him in the neighborhood of $40 million that would have been owed to the veteran QB had he been on the roster today. That makes him an unrestricted free agent. He can go wherever the hell he wants. He wants to play in that stupid USFL thing I had to watch commercials for in Super Bowl. He can do it. He wants to buy or join a pickleball league. That's his option, too. And if he wants to, more likely, test the waters of the teams out there in the actual National Football League who are looking for a QB, that's his prerogative. 
And I'm going to say something that's going to sound crazy. But I think it's true. We can ponder this together. He's not a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. I got it. He doesn't have the ceiling of Aaron Rodgers. I know. But in this moment, in this season, in this reality, I think I'd rather have Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers. I think the drama that Rodgers inflicts is a real thing. And part of the way that my brain got here was actually Mike Florio yesterday, who, as is always the case, the guy, the gentleman behind, the creator of, the, 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 his brainchild pro football talk. Florio made a point about Rodgers that I thought was really insightful and smart about the darkness retreat that Rodgers is, is going to do turns out at the end of the week. Four days of darkness in order to see the light. That's literally what he's doing. I mean, okay, you just pick a team. In Florio's perspective, his speculation, he's not claiming sources in your inner circle, Aaron, so chill out. You don't have to name-check him like you did Schefter and Rappaport. Might, Might play that for you in a second. The insight Florio had is that most people are focused on, you know, a lot of things at once. Their family, their kids, their teammates. There is some balance in their world, if I'm properly summarizing and maybe pushing forward Florio's point, that, you know, you're not going to do a darkness retreat. You're just going to figure out your life, whether you play football or you're a surgeon or you're selling insurance or you're pushing buttons on a keyboard or you're speaking into some stupid microphone you don't even know how to plug in at 4 in the morning. Whatever, whatever you're doing for a living. And that Roger's need to make this darkness retreat a thing is just his need to show us all how much smarter he is and how much more sophisticated he is, and how much better he is than the rest of us. And when he was saying this, Florio, yesterday, and if you missed it, if you missed any part of the show, I know you crave every ounce of this show, Mom and Dad, and anyone else who that might be true for. Uh, you can you can listen, including the Florio interview, what I'm talking about, on the Odyssey app. Free Odyssey app. It's three great things. It's free, it's from Odyssey, and it's an app. So it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like peanut butter and chocolate and bananas. Like, whoa, all these three things go together. Free Odyssey app. And the point that Florio made struck me like a lightning bolt of insight. That that's not just the issue with Aaron Rodgers right now, the I'm smarter than everyone else. It's his inability to see everyone else around him that I think has contributed to the underwhelming reality of his team's performances despite the overwhelming reality of his greatness. Before Patrick Mahomes, I would have told you, and I would have felt good about it, and I could have been wrong, but only by by a margin of a couple guys maybe, Before Patrick Mahomes, I would have said Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback in the history of the National Football League. Certainly in the modern era, where it's easier to assess that talent because it has given a much wider berth to do its thing. I mean, there might have been some quarterback in the 60s who was more talented, but since he's only allowed to throw the ball three times, I'll never forget the the late, great Len Dawson, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Chiefs, and I We used to hang out a little bit. I wrote a story about him. We we hit it off when I lived in Kansas City. We'd have lunch once a year, right? That's it. But a really sweet guy. And he sent me random notes. Sweet guy. Just talking about how he wasn't really allowed to throw the football sometimes. And he would more than most. So in the modern era, Aaron Rodgers' talent is, is almost unrivaled. Derek Carr is not on that list. But we've seen from Kyrie Irving. We've seen from guys like Jay Cutler. And we'll get into this more detail later. I think we're seeing from guys like Lamar Jackson, with a straight comparison with a guy like Jalen Hurts, That it does matter what happens off the field. That there are in the margins and in these nuances, in the hyper-competitive world of not just sports, but especially the National Football League, where parity is baked into the system, and that parity means small little things make a huge difference in the course of a season and a career. We have seen that everything that you can't measure 
matters and in the long term is measurable in success. Aaron Rodgers has not won a conference championship game in a really long time, and it has coincided with Aaron Rodgers, from the outside looking in, becoming less and less likable, which shouldn't matter unless it impacts his team. And it might. Derek Carr is basic. I get it. I got it. I would take, I promise you, I understand it, I would take Aaron Rodgers over Derek Carr most of the times in their careers. But if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, and the Jets have a pretty good roster, and on paper that makes sense, the combination of Aaron Rodgers' history, right, his inability, with some pretty good Packers teams, by the way. I mean, he had Devontae Adams for long stretches of his time in Green Bay. It's not like he didn't have weapons. Rodgers' history, combined with the percentage chance that Rodgers' age is going to catch up to him, but mostly just Rodgers' personality now, his as Florio made me understand it, Rodgers' obsessive focus on Aaron Rodgers and inability maybe to, to see all the things around him, his inability to be at every single OTA and voluntary Packers get-together and pass on note to the coaching staff and here's what the guys do and don't do, the way that Florio walked us through, Mahomes did. All of that together, his age... His tendency to lately perhaps be a burden on his own talent when it comes to his team, maybe not even get it. And his lack of ability, his lack of success, I should say, in big games, I don't think the Jets are doing anything. Do you really think the Jets are doing anything? I don't. He goes to the Jets, you think they're making some deep run? They're not. You know they're not, I know they're not, we all know they're not. Especially in that conference, they're not. That doesn't mean that Derek Carr going to the Saints wins the Super Bowl, Derek Carr going to the Commanders wins the Super Bowl, But sometimes what you need is a steady hand instead of the talented hand that is remarkably unsteady and keeps rocking the boat. And while Derek Carr is no Hall of Famer superstar, overwhelming global talent, the guy is mostly beloved in the locker rooms he's been in, has had moderate success. None of this is overwhelmingly compelling, right? But listen to this. And I've said this before, but D-Cell, Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer, Pretty Daddy, found some pretty stats here that are, you know, feel like the father of truth. I'm trying to put pretty daddy, I'm trying to combine it. I'm looking at the Raiders' points allowed per game rankings by season in Carr's nine season with the Raiders. Now, I know there's different ways to measure defensive excellence in a lot of places, and people will look at total yards allowed by a defense because for the most part, right, that, that doesn't, I mean, it does not encapsulate turnovers or pick sixes or some running back that coughs up a, a fumble and, a, and the defense runs it back. But I do think at, at the end, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's how many points are allowed. So this is to me a better stat. He has never had a team in his nine years who have been better than twentieth out of thirty-two NFL teams in points allowed per game. Twenty-six, twenty-six, thirtieth, twenty-fourth, last, twentieth, twentieth, twenty-second, and last. Working our way from two thousand twenty-two, which just ended to two thousand fourteen. He's never had that much help. He's a likable guy. He can deliver the football. I think I'd rather have Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers this next year. Derek Carr's no no spring chicken, but there's a humility there, it seems, that gives you a chance if you have the right culture and the right roster and the right team to do some things. And Aaron Rodgers is a culture buster. He just is. No one's in my inner circle. Okay? I don't need to be in your inner circle to see who you are. 
And the problem with, like, and I'm going to play this for you here in a second from the Pat McAfee show. The problem with inner circles and with guys who just go out, look, you can, I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to pick on this guy because he might come on the show, but there, there's some NFL owners that I know, and there's an NFL owner that we want to have on the show. I probably shouldn't be saying this. If it's PR guys, listen, I love you, man. Still get them on for us. But there's an NFL owner that I wrote about once who's a billionaire, like all these guys, who I knew well, who would fly in and do, you know, he'd fly in a private jet into, into the city. Okay, not a big deal. He'd get a car. But they would, his PR entourage would try to tell me, oh, he flew commercial. It's really great. He flew, flew commercial, and he's just an, he's a normal guy. No, he didn't. But he's not, the, the key is not to walk around and lie about it. And the key is also not to be like, hey, what's going on? I had a great private jet, some caviar, had some amazing champagne in my entourage. That's true, but people with a sense of perspective about the world don't share that with everybody else. It's like we all have a rich buddy or a rich neighbor, right? The guy goes, hey, what's going on, man? We just got back from Nantucket. Not, hey, what's going on? We just got back from Nantucket. I make $3.2 million a year. Love finance. How's your life as a radio host? Is that what you do? No, there's, there's an understanding. Aaron Rodgers walking around saying inner circle, inner circle. I have an inner circle. I, what are you, the president of the United States? I, I know you. I have an inner circle. Now, it doesn't matter. And those are mostly my college buddies and my kids. But what are, you, what are you talking about? I got my ass kicked in tennis yesterday. I didn't say to the guy, well, okay, man, you, yeah, you beat me 6-0, but I have, you know, my inner circle thinks I'm pretty good. What, do you, what? I just think it's perspective on Aaron Rodgers' lack of perspective. I'm sure Derek Carr's got an inner circle. He's not walking around talking about his inner circle like it's some sort of force field. Yeah, I got an inner circle. Uh, by the way, can you bow in my presence? I'm pretty important. Awesome. Here on the Pat McAfee Show, I'm going to give you a couple of these, is because um, there was a report that came out, I think it was from Ian Rappaport, that Aaron Rodgers was in his darkness retreat on, on Tuesday because, you know, not breaking properly, Aaron Rodgers, when you're in your dumb darkness. I mean, sorry, let me do that. That was rude. Not breaking properly when you're in your darkness retreat. You know, not getting that date right is a, is a travesty against your, your very being. Here's um, Aaron Rodgers on, on the Pat McAfee Show first talking about um, his inner circle. Listen, I'm not in my darkness retreat yet. This thing has been planned for about four months, and it was always the same date, always the end of this week. Oh. So anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that, it's fake news. There's an inner circle, right? And in my inner circle, nobody talks to Ian Rappaport, to Adam Schefter, or to any of those people. Okay, so if you're one of those people who's talking to those people, it's a great reminder for you. You're not in the inner circle. I mean, how many circles does this guy have? He's sending messages to the third circle. You're in the fourth circle. Yeah, you're like the buffer of the buffer of the buffer. Look, it's easy to make fun of. And who doesn't love making fun of rich guys who who (laughs) think they're like a different species of excellence because of good for them. Good for that. Good for that guy. But I do think it says something about his disconnect from a little bit of reality, right? Success in anything, true in my life, and certainly true in Aaron Rodgers' life, and actual success, is about maintaining, I think, the habits that got you there, but also pushing off on all the ways that people and things around you change that can infringe on that. And the thing about professional sports is that it's such a talent puddle rather than a talent pool that they'll put up with a lot. I mean, look at the quarterbacks who get money. Look at me saying Derek Carr's really good. I mean, he's mediocre, but he's great by the standards of who's available on the face of the earth. That you're not held to the same account and the same standards. Aaron Rodgers is talented, so that buys him so much latitude in apparently nine different circles. Only on the inner circle if you're not, you know, talking. Okay, got it. Awesome. Good stuff. But he hasn't won. Patrick Mahomes, fraction of the time, has won more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. 
And Aaron Rodgers had this, not even argument, conversation with a buddy the other day, the other Bill from Iowa, Bill, Bill number one from Iowa. I'm Bill number two, apparently. I wasn't here first in, in Manhattan Beach. Bill number one from Iowa, like, oh, he's, he's really good. I'm like, Bill, the guy's got 0-4 in his last four NFC Championship games. And this is a fact, you can look it up, multiple times late in games, including a few in, in fourth quarters, he's had the ball. Aaron Rodgers had the ball, and if he goes down the field and he scores, Packers are in the Super Bowl. When Mahomes is in that situation, you, you know he's going to score, which he did again. When Brady was in that situation, you know he's going to score. Not true for Rodgers. Who's that on? Is that on? Did Ian Rappaport do that one too? Speaking of which, here is Rodgers really focused on name-checking NFL newsbreakers. No, I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they're really good at their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know <laughs> They really don't. They don't have, they don't have inner source. They don't have people in my inner circle who are sources. I can promise you that. And anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle. It's that simple. It's that simple. I know he's talented. I know he's amazing. I know every team in the NFL is going to covet him over Derek Carr. They shouldn't. Same mistake happened with Kyrie Irving. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. You are what your record says you are. And as far as I'm concerned, Aaron Rodgers' record in big games, in NFC Championship games, says that he's 1-4. and And it says that unless he plays the Chicago Bears, whose entire destiny is about losing big games when it matters most, I mean, it counts, but I'm just saying. It's not like they beat a real team. That's my team, Bears fans, so I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to say that. right? Nobody can insult my brother and my family but me, right? I hate the Bears. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. I'd rather have Derek Carr. That's what it is. Do I think either win a Super Bowl? No. I think it'll be a much more pleasant experience with Derek Carr, and maybe you'll get further. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Uh, some change going on in Philly and some smack talk to dissect in my life and that of the Eagles next year on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. How is that present going, um, Tom? Having fun? Yeah, I go over my new vocabulary every night because apparently there's a lot I did not know. Is the teacher nice? Uh, she's okay. 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 Good morning, Bogish. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day after. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm I'm romantic. I stopped calling my wife dude for a day. I tried to. <laughs> Did it once and then and then and then stopped. Um here's a little news for you. Jonathan Gannon, not to be confused with the yogurt, is uh no longer the defensive coordinator of the Eagles. He is now the head coach of uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And Shane, what's this guy's name? Is it Steichen? Like, like, like a EI writer? Like a, like a, yeah. I can pronounce those. It's not Steichen. It's not Reader. Is the um, head coach in Indy? Which, whatever, whatever he does, he saved Indy by not being Jeff Saturday. Here's my thing. I don't know much about these guys. You can read about sort of their careers. The proof will be in whatever they do. I, and I hope they have success. With few exceptions, are there places you really think that coordinators leaving contenders or other teams has a significantly negative impact? Because I don't. It hasn't impacted Kansas City at all. It hasn't or didn't impact the Patriots for their long run. There are, I mean, there are some, some examples you can point to, but I think for the most part, really good organizations allow people to be successful and hire good people. And if they do that the first time, they'll they'll follow it up. And I would point – I mean, I, I think there's an argument to be made, and I could be wrong, that the Chiefs have succeeded despite Eric Bieniemy because we know Bieniemy and Mahomes don't get along, and Bieniemy can't get a job somewhere else. Do either of you want to make the case, because I'm not interested in making this argument, even though I've seen it out there, that watch out, Philly, you've lost your brain trust. I think it's much to do about nothing and the natural consequence of success. Yeah, and they're still very good. They still have Jalen Hurts. They still have A.J. Brad and Devontae Smith. They still have a couple of key defenders. There are guys they've got to make decisions on. But, you know, you have, I guess you have to trust Nick Sirianni at this point after what he's done in a short sample size to figure out the right guys now to replace. And at least on offense, apparently it's going to be an inside guy anyway. So that's, that's pretty good continuity. I'm with you, dude. Diesel, do you want to be, uh, do you, be uh, you know? I'm a little not, contrarian? Yeah, I'm not going to be contrarian here. The only time I think maybe I would say it could be an issue is if you have a veteran, whether it's a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator, leave an inexperienced head coach. And to Bogus's point, small sample size for Nick Sirianni, just two seasons, but the guy's won. He won in his very first season, and he got to the Super Bowl in his second season. He's not experienced in terms of games, but I think he got all the experience that he would need this season I don't think it's going to be a big issue in Philadelphia. Not sweat. There are some guys when they leave that I think are significant, and Vic Fangio comes to mind. And some guys, by the way, are markedly better coordinators than their colleagues, but don't make good head coaches. And unfortunately for for Vic Fangio, I think maybe that applies to him too. Um, I'm sure you guys saw the the Juju Smith smack talk, Valentine. That was a nice little play on words, which I'm always here for. The I don't even remember what it was called. Love when you it was a holding joke. Do you have it, D cell? I do. It was quote, I'll hold you when uh, it matters most. And then people felt all the feels and their feelings were hurt. And then AJ Brown called him TikTok boy, which is a throwback to 
Juju being on TikTok with the team. So here's my question for you guys. Like, I, w- I was smack talk, right? Like, when is it acceptable? Like, I found this funny, and I think you're allowed. Who knows what these guys said to each other on the field? I kind of feel bad for James Bradbury because that was the, the – he received really the main barb here. But let me tell you guys a story. You guys tell me if you think I'm overreacting because I may not have been as friendly about this as I could have been. Bogus, you probably didn't hear this. D-Cell did. I played tennis yesterday in a league match. I'm used to doing well. I got my ass kicked. I lost 6-0 in the first set. I got utter- It was awful. I got utterly destroyed. We don't need to get into the fact that I'm better than this guy. We don't need to say that. That's stupid garbage. I hate people who do that. I'm better than this guy. Um, and as like as I'm like coming off at, at 3-0 and then at 5-0 and then when the set and he's like, man, really good serve. I'm like, you have a really good serve. Thanks, man. And then like after he beat me, like, you're really challenging. And I go, hey, man, if I were challenging, I wouldn't have lost you 6-0. I don't need the, the fake compliments. Was I wrong? Because I think he was talking smack. You're going to, like, compliment me? And then after the match, you're like, man, I know you're a lot better than that because uh, you hit some good shots. I go, well, I'm, I, he goes, I know you can play better than that. I go, I can't play worse, Matt. It's smack talk, right? He's not being, I mean, come on. <laughs> My wife thought I might have been a little mean. You don't think in any way he was trying to prop you up so you didn't get down on yourself? Look, you've already shredded my manhood. I don't need you to condescend to me, okay? Bogus, you're into tennis. What do you think? I had no problem with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, but I understand why you feel insulted the way you do this morning. I mean, I actually don't mind being... I'd rather the guy just be like, man... I played real well that I didn't. And I'll be like, yeah, you did play well. I don't need you to com- – this happens all the time. When I lose sets to people, I get all these – and I get my ass kicked. I get, I get compliments. I never get compliments when I play well. But when I lose, like, oh, man, great close set. It was 6 0 yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, you don't need to hear anything from this guy after the fact. Just pack up and go home. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, look, the thing about Juju is – and you guys know this because you cover sports and you've been around him. Guys say crazy things to each other on the field, on the court. There's there's mom jokes. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Face-to-face. Why can't the guy do it publicly on social media? I, I like a little... I, I thought it was extremely funny. Yeah. it's Seriously, everyone is way too worked up about this. It's funny. It's not a big deal. It was lighthearted. There yeah. Was, there was no, you know... Um... Swears he's in there. He wasn't. I know he put the picture of James Bradbury on the Valentine's Day card, but it felt lighthearted. It felt like it was in good nature, and it was funny. It, it landed. The joke landed. I'm all about it. My, there's a there, look. I probably shouldn't bring up kids. I don't say his name. There's a there's a kid at my school who bullies other kids. Whatever, right? It happens, right? At my kid's school, and Henry, who's just I guess was minding his own business, like one of the the bully walked up to some kid and was like, "Your shoes suck," or something. And apparently, I found out later, my son turns to the kid and goes, you suck. And the kid goes, what did you say to me? He's like, you suck. He's like, you can't say that. That's mean right back at you. Sometimes you just got to go with people. Now, probably Henry shouldn't be doing that because bullies have a tendency to punch people in faces and stuff like that. But sometimes you just need to go at guys. And sometimes it's for fun. Like, take D-Cell. And I know I'm not supposed to bring this up, but Bogus, you can attest, when we're not on the air, D-Cell's pretty mean. He's a, He bullies people. He, he talks smack. You just got to build, a, I don't know, a tolerance, right? A thick skin. He's an acquired taste. And <laughs> he, 
you know, it's part of the evil of working. There's a lot of good things about this company, this location, our coworkers. Yeah. And then there, then there's Diesel and some other guys. So it's you know, I think we still it's a net positive, but. D-Cell is noticeable for the wrong reasons in a normally harmonious newsroom. I might put that in, in my bio line on Twitter. I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would. I think it might, you might get some more, people might, you know, be like, oh, I wasn't going to follow D-Cell. But if I do, maybe I'll, I'll, by the way, some of the best things on earth are acquired tastes. Sushi. Yeah. Absolutely an acquired taste. Bourbon. I mean, it takes like gasoline water in the beginning. An acquired taste this entire radio show a taste many are still trying to acquire if they're still listening it it happens tom get it out there so we're not necessarily saying that it was a put down i mean we're not not saying that i'm just i'm just saying like sometimes got it you know things are true (laughs) i mean i was always an acquired taste in dating my whole weird thing when i was like you know single was I couldn't get anyone to date me, but if I could, I could not get them to not want to date me. I ne- No one understood it. Nobody wanted to date me, but if I got somebody to date me, they were just like, you're amazing. I'm like, what is this crazy hypnotism I've pulled off? That's tr- I mean, it's a real hate-love thing, literally every time. It was real cool in the beginning until I was like, oh my gosh, this girl's really cool or beautiful or whatever, but A, she shouldn't be dating me. B, when we walk into bars, people are convinced I'm her brother. And see, I'm I'm over. This is boring. I don't think I can break up with her because I know what I look like. That was, and then I married one of them who was awesome. So acquired. My point is acquired taste, man. I'll, um. So it's not a put down, but it's not exactly a compliment either. Well, it could be a put down. It's a very versatile phrase. It's up for interpretation. You can use it how you want it. Exactly. And you I can think hear a, it how you how you want it. I think it's a compliment. I love bourbon. I love sushi, right? I'm a big fan of soccer. That's mm-hmm. an acquired taste. And you love diesel, and I love diesel. Diesel, you're the soccer of like human beings. Yep. You seem boring and not worth the time and a total waste of space. But once you get to know you, it's an obsession you can't let go of, and you have to put an exclamation point behind it. Soccer, diesel, every time you say it. Uh, thank you? Question mark. Mm-hmm. The waste of space was the soccer thing, not you. You're amazing. Oh, got it, got it. It's a good talk. How did you woo your wife, Diesel? How was the what was the wife wooing for you? Uh, I don't know that I ever wooed my wife. Uh, maybe I just wasn't <laughs> annoying enough for her to leave. I don't know that there was a you know the process of of her being wooed. I don't think that ever happened. Was it like a speed date thing where her thing was like I'm looking for a husband, and if I don't hate you by the end of like next week, I'm in. Uh, Come we, on, there was some wooing. We were set up on a blind date, actually. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you could say that we were both desperate to find someone? No, it's true. It's love, man. Well, in the beginning when we first went on that initial date, we were desperate to find dates. Okay, okay. I know you were because you spent a lot of time listening to Rider Than You in the evenings when you were just... (laughs) Uh, And then you, you knew when I found a girlfriend then. Bogus, how did you woo Mrs. Bogus? Um, it took a while, multiple years. I stopped trying to woo her and that seemed to eventually work. So I'm not the right guy to ask here either. It was, I was a hard sell. Was that a high school or or a college romance? Uh, I mean, I first met her when we were in high school, but we didn't date until college. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You were an acquired taste. A hundred percent. See, it's not, it's a, it's a compliment. 
Although I think the taste gets acquired more quickly in this realm for Diesel when he when he's walking around and like you're wearing such a tight white shirt. I actually thought that a you needed some sun and b you weren't wearing a shirt. It's a thermal like that. Mm-hmm. It's tight by design. Who am I judging? I'm wearing pajama top right now. It's so comfy though. It's the one of these days I'm gonna wear this shirt and you're gonna wear the Miami shirt flannel and we're gonna two or three of us are gonna be look like farmers. Incorrect because I'm never wearing that shirt on the show again. I mean, come on, man. You're an acquired taste. Like, let's acquire it more quickly. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. I was gonna talk about I was gonna talk about Jalen Hurts and whatever, how he understands his con we'll do it we'll do it later on the show. This is a good talk. Anything else you guys wanna feels like this is kind of a group session sometimes. Just like gets up off our chest here at the t- at the second segment of the show. You guys good? I'm good. You I'm, sure? I'm usually worse off after these segments. I never feel great about myself afterwards. But you <laughs> should, dude. I'm just being honest. What's the opposite of an acquired taste? Like I know people like that who like are awesome the first time you meet them, and then as time goes on, you realize they suck. They got an aftertaste. I don't think that's the term you're looking for. But oh, okay, is it is it aftertaste? I, I don't think so. <laughs> that means that you've tasted them. Like, let me just give me some of that hair. Hair. Let me just a little couple hairs nibble on. No, nope. <laughs> Andrew doesn't want to engage. Nope, I'm out. All right. I don't know what it's called either. It's called the stew. Okay, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. How about a little NBA power rankings? Diesel, are you into that? Always into that. It's hump day. That means NBA power rankings. Hump day. Our NBA power rankings with a shocking surprise after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you, as you just heard. Apparently, I'm like a disease. Isn't that the definition, D-Cell, of an acquired taste? If I am like a disease, and then people are like, this is cool, isn't that kind of what's going Isn't that the same deal? I think that's exactly what that means. Oh, I p- I'm picking up what you're putting down. You did the rejoin on purpose. Uh, I'm going to take credit for it. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. I guess, like, there is something to be said about an acquired taste, I guess, is by nature kind of a put-down, isn't it? At least it's saying you seem like you suck at the beginning. Yeah, at least in the beginning it was like, hey, I don't like you at all. But you know what? After a while, you're not so bad. Here's why I think it's less of a put-down when you get older. I I don't know where you're at in your life on, on this reality. I used to be very social, right? I, uh, let's all hang out. Now that I'm older and really busier, I only have time for people I don't. I actually like. I almost said don't like. 
I won't hang out with people I, I don't want to talk to. Like, friends will go out, and they're like, oh, yeah, Johnny's coming. I'm like, I don't even want to be around Johnny, and I just won't go. I'm, I have no time for anything that doesn't feel right, acquired taste or otherwise. Uh, I never had the problem of being social, um, so I'm at that same point right now where I don't want to hang out with anyone that I necessarily don't like. Yeah, here's my thing. I don't like people. I like individuals. I like individual people. But, like, I don't need to be in a group of people just... I have friends who just have to be around people all the time, have to be out, have to be... If I don't like a group of people, I'm kind of over it. All right, good talk. Great talk, good because t- I could not agree more. <laughs> Great talk. Let's um, let's just be two antisocial guys traipsing together into NBA Power Rankings. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NBA Power Rankings. Number five. All right, this is a fairly reluctant reality for me in putting the Denver Nuggets in this spot. And I understand that there are people who will feel like that is unfair, that they're number five, that they're not higher, that I feel... Like, they're an acquired taste, and I haven't entirely acquired their taste for excellence, for believing in that excellence quite yet. Uh, I know they're top of the Western Conference. I understand that their depth has largely returned when Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are on the floor with Nikola Jokic. That is a really, really impressive trio. And obviously, Jokic is a—I mean, I don't even know what the right words are. The guy is amazing. He's probably—he's maybe—he's very likely going to win another—another— MVP. Their defense has markedly improved. I just have a certain level of skepticism, mostly about that defense and how Jokic dependent they are. They're on the list. I just don't see them as an overwhelming powerhouse. Number four. I think this team's under the radar more than anybody else in the NBA. It's it, it's Philly. I, the Sixers for me are by every metric. An absolute contender. Now, I think they're in a, a really crowded conference. There's two teams that will be on this list who I think are amazing. But let's just go through what you need in order to be a contender. All right, so you need a player who is an actual legitimate superstar, MVP-level guy, who, and it's not a guarantee, but who every time he steps on the floor in a playoff series is capable of being the best player on the floor. Check. Check. Joel Embiid. You need a secondary star who's good enough to win you a game or two without being a huge distraction. I think it's absolutely a check with James Harden. This year, I do. You need some depth. They, they have it. And you need to be statistically a top offensive and defensive team. And they're in that category. Now, depending on how you feel about coaching, that's the big thing. Uh, Doc Rivers is to coaching excellence under pressure what D-Cell is to being a social butterfly. Which is to say, not a strength. It's okay. Not a strength. But I do think Philly is formidable and should be taken more seriously than they tend to be. Number three. Uh, this one's tough, man. This is the team that you want to guess? Betting on what we haven't even seen yet. You ready? Phoenix Suns. You could put them one. You could put them off the list. It's a matter of how you want to interpret what is known but unproven so far. Kevin Durant's only addition to the team at this point, like his only impact is sitting courtside and getting the standing ovation. Press conference tomorrow. I'm not a big Chris Paul guy. You know that. They're the best team in the NBA. They're the best team in the NBA. I mean, look how deep they go for. DeAndre Ayton's their fourth best player, and that guy can be an impact player. He he can take over games. 
half of games. Chris Paul is an amazing player, and I think, I could be wrong, I think the combination of the Sands running through the hourglass of his career, plus what Duran is as a player, is going to moderate what it can be CP3's rambunctious leadership style, his grinding personality sometimes. Devin Booker's a remarkable player in Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. If these guys are healthy and Kevin Durant wears the right shoe size, they're the favorite. They are. They just are in the Western Conference. Number two. It's a real inside NBA joke, but if you watch games, you get it. If you're an NBA fan, you get it. If you don't, you wore too big of a shoe and it crossed the line. He didn't hit the shot to get the extra point. Would have won the series against the Bucks. Cool. Got it. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, here they are. Uh, Milwaukee played okay yesterday, right? They played overtime against a, against a Celtics team that was missing the Stars. The big takeaway for me on this, we might hit it later. Look, we know what Giannis is. I know that Milwaukee is good enough to, to win the whole thing again this year. They've been a little lackadaisical at times, and they've been hurt, right? Drew Holiday. If Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton can play at a remarkable level, again, two or three games, two games per best-of-seven series, or better, right, or, or, or more, Milwaukee's as good as anybody in the NBA. Drew Holiday yesterday, had, I think he finished with 40 points in overtime. He had a huge three to help turn the tide in overtime. The Celtics jumped out to a huge overtime, or a, a good overtime cushion. I think it got to five or six after they hit a big three at the end of the game to tie it. And, but really the play was Drew Holiday had a huge steal when they were down five to kind of turn the game around. That defensive energy, the confidence, the fact he's hitting shots, it is a reminder of what Milwaukee can be and will be if and when they are healthy come the postseason. Number one. I mean, the Boston Celtics didn't have Jason Tatum, didn't have Jalen Brown. They're missing a bunch of guys. Those are the key key dudes. And they took the Bucks to overtime on the road in a game in which Milwaukee needs it because they're trying to close the gap for that top seed. They are so well coached. They are so deep. They are so fun. They play defense. They have guys that will step up. Hauser was awesome. He hit that big three. But I thought Malcolm Brogdon is one of these sort of under the radar, again, huge contributors, was a 50-40-90 guy, ironically, with the Bucks several years ago. That's historically improbable. Only a couple handful of guys, dozen guys or less, have done that. Every single one of them are Hall of Famers, other than Malcolm Brogdon. Talking Steve Nash and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Larry Bird. 50, 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% or better from free throw line. That guy's a, a machine. They are, they are so... So good. And I have a feeling, I'm doing all the finals games this year, I have a feeling I'll be eating some clam chata in June in Boston. Is that a good Boston? Boston? Chata? Boston. 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 I don't sound angry enough to pull it off. Honorable mention. I got Memphis here, and, and it's so close. Their metrics also are really impressive. I could be wrong. There's a fine line between confidence and... And arrogance between swagger and silliness between getting it and not having proven and earned it yet and I'm a little worried about John Morant saying things like we're not the West comes to us he didn't say it that way exactly but he kind of did you know we're, I mean Dur- Draymond Green said the same thing to Chris Haynes from from TNT but okay you're the Warriors you can say that I just worry I already used this word once in the show let's use it again I do this when I write sometimes I write like same word nine times I gotta go back a little rambunctious I love the energy of Memphis. I think there might be some immaturity that they haven't ironed out just quite yet there. Here's your participation trophy. Give me give me Sacramento. Maybe I should elevate them above just mere participation, but they're so fun. They're so young. They're playing well. They're holding their own in a crowded Western Conference. They're good, man. All right, let's do one more. Better luck next time. Cleveland Cavaliers. I just I'd probably seven or eight on the list if I were going to go that deep, which I'm not. But I do think when the question is, as was put to me on CBS Sports HQ the other night, check it out, it's free. Check it out. 
plug alert. I do think, while the question is often, is it just Milwaukee and the Celtics? Is it a two, two-team, two-horse race in the East? The answer is no. It's no. They're the likely teams. Two I bet on. But Philly's got a chance, and I think less of a chance, but in the list of people that can make it, do not lose track of Cleveland. Best defense in the NBA. Top 10, barely, but still top 10 offense in the NBA. I do think Donovan Mitchell is that superstar that I talked about. There is amazing depth. I actually think they have the right coach. Cleveland's legit, man. Keep an eye on them. I like power rankings. I feel like we haven't done power rankings in a couple weeks. Uh, It's been a while because of uh, Super Bowl week, if I'm not mistaken. I still want to do CBS Sports Radio power rankings. I just feel like it'd be fun. No matter what happens, I would put a second to last. Like, it doesn't matter what I actually... (laughs) That would be the tactic. I already know who's last. But I'm not allowed to say it. Everyone's all sensitive. Uh, Jared Greenberg, NBA superstar, media guide, next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.